0: The following audio is from Maple City Baptist Church in Chatham, Ontario. For more information about Maple City, please visit us online at maplecitybaptistchurch.com.
1: All right, we're glad that you're here this morning. Good to see each and every one of you. And the handouts in the back. We're making our way through the the parenting class. A couple words of introduction. Uh, We only have... Two more weeks, I think, and then we'll be finished. I was going to spend some time the next couple weeks on talking about husband-and-wife relationship, and how important that is in, in our children, in our homes, um, about displaying the gospel and those things. I'm not going to, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, after this series, we'll have a two-week break where Brother Ian Cameron will, will share some things in a Sunday school, we'll switch around a little bit. I just need a
0: couple chairs.
1: Okay, thanks, Dad. Um, <clears throat> and then Brother Stan Mays will do a, a, a series on hurt people, people who've been hurt in the church, which is apropos for a lot of folks who've been coming into our church as of late, uh, even being hurt by other church people. And then after that, we're going to do a couples class. We're going to do a couples thing for probably about eight weeks. And so I thought I'd just wait until we got there to share some of the other thoughts there. So just so that you know what's in up ahead, I think that couples class starts sometime in, if I'm doing the math right, March, April probably. Stan, when does yours end? Do you know? Uh,
2: six weeks.
1: Okay, so six weeks from the ninth... From, okay, so the 1st of April. So that's what we're looking at. So just be aware of that. And be um, open up for everybody, of course. Okay? Mm. All right. Let's look at our sheets this morning. <clears throat> and just um, what I'd like to do today is just, again, talking about uh, discipline and instruction. And just gearing it toward wise rules. And just maybe more practical this morning. And uh, what I'd like to do is I'd like to open, of course, for any questions or dialogue as we go along. But I'd like to be done today sometime around, at least by quarter till. We have a music meeting after church. I want to be able to greet some people before, and you should greet them as well. So when we leave here, just be happy. Go look for people. Shake their hands and tell them that you're glad that they're here, okay? Whether you are or not, okay? Do that. All right, so we'll do that. Uh, We'll get out here about uh, no later than quarter till. We may be done before then, depending on how it goes. All right, Uh, discipline instruction. Remember, as we go through this, Don't lose sight of the big picture, right? The big picture is we are focusing on the heart. We we have rules. We have instruction. We have these things. But ultimately, we're aiming for the heart. It's about the heart and directing that child's heart toward the Lord, okay? And so be aware of that. When we talk about these rules, you you should have the foundation by now that it's not just about the rules. It's about relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and directing our kids there. We're going to spend the time on the rules today, okay? And then let me remind you of this as we work our way through. Um, and, and I know that you know this, but your children are your responsibility. You've got to take ownership. Uh, they're your kids, and it, it's God's design for you to raise them. Okay? That's for you to do. Um, it is not, of course, you know, it's not the church's job to raise your children. We need to assist. The youth department, the junior church, we can assist. It's not our job to raise them. It's not your parents' job to raise them. It's not grandma and grandpa. It's your job, and so you're involved in one of the greatest tasks there are: to raising your children. Okay, and so just keep that in mind as we work our way through. Okay, discipline and instruction. Talking about wise rules today, and uh, we want to have wisdom here. So let me just give you four things about wise rules as you make rules in your home, and you need to have rules. Okay, there has to be guidelines. There has to be boundaries. Um, We all function better when we have guidelines, when we have boundaries. Society works like that. So you have to have rules, but you want your rules to be wise rules. And here's the first letter A under that. They have to be reasonable. Reasonable. Um, You do what you want with your rules. You've got to sort of curtail them to your family, but they ought to be reasonable. Reasonable. That's how God deals with us, right? I mean, he, he gave us his moral law. There are ten commandments. There are ten. Day, and they cover everything. Jesus went ahead and simplified that down to two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The Pharisees come along, you know what they do? They go up with 600 and I don't know, 37 or more rules to follow the Ten Commandments in God's law. Don't co- they have to be reasonable. Make your rules reasonable. There's a real danger in I don't know if the quote is, is it, it, maybe you've heard this, maybe I'm misquoting, but it's something like this. Um, rules without reason or relationship lead to rebellion. Something along that line, right? If you have rules and there's no reason for them, and again, I'm not talking about a one-year-old or a two-year-old. I'm talking about as our kids get old. You have to understand this. But without any reason, it it just leads to rebellion. And maybe you know, maybe you don't. But quite often, um, when when we have kids go off to Christian schools, and, and I'm thankful for it, uh, my, my two, well, my one and a half sons went to Christian school. Uh, Greg went halfway, now he's doing some, well, no, I guess Baptist University would be a Baptist university, would be Christian, which is a good thing. Um, I don't even know where he's going. I think he's going to school, actually. Um, he, he might not be, he's with my sister-in-law, so maybe he's not. Um, but I'm thankful for it, but listen, and some of you folks know this firsthand. Sometimes in an effort to make these rules, they get ridiculous. I mean, Ridiculous. They don't make any sense. And there is a sense that, okay, I've got to follow the rules because i got to follow the rules. But when they become ridiculous over and over again, what at least is rebellion? Um, I, I know a Christian school, and I've looked at the rules, and I've heard people talk about the rules, and it's like, you are asking kids to rebel. You are encouraging them to do the wrong thing. And so make sure that your, your, your rules are reasonable, reasonable, okay? And again, consider your child's ability and, and his age group. You have to have wisdom in this, okay? Um, if you have rules and, and your rule is, you know, clean up your room, it has to be reasonable for the age group, right? A three-year-old doesn't clean his or her room like a 12-year-old should, okay? Be reasonable. But let me say with that, a three-year-old can clean their room. They can. A two-year-old can. You might not like it, right, how it's done, but at least you can help and encourage them. Say, look, at, okay, put your toys away, make your bed. It can be done, but you've got to be reasonable about that, Okay? Consider the child's uh, ability and understanding. And then I'd say this under reasonable. Uh, focus on hard work and attitude um, more than the task needing to be accomplished. Here's what I mean by this. Um, with, with our boys, right, AJ and David are a lot alike. Uh, they're both bulls in a t- china shop. You know, they just... They, they just they just, If you're going to do something, they're going to do it. They're going to do it hard. They're going to do it fast. They're going to get it done. Greg's a little different. Greg is a little more meticulous. I would trust Greg to do something that was really important to me. I trust AJ to do something. I just want it done. All right, that's how that works. Um, and so knowing that about both of them, we, we have this snow shoveling thing, right? We, we try to go out and shovel snow. And, and all of our boys have done it since they were, since we got here. And... And David, for shoveling snow, just wants to be done with it. And I get that, because it's heavy, it's cold, and everything else. And so he just shovels, and he shovels hard. Whereas Greg would, would make sure that the lines are straight, right? That all the lines are straight all the way through, and the sidewalk's the right level. And I mean, that's what he would do. And that's fine, okay? Now listen to me. I would prefer to be like Greg's all the time. That's what I would prefer. But you know what? Here is, here is this 13-year-old kid going out, and he never once complains. Not one time. No, Never. He works hard, right? And so I'm not gonna jump all over him about that, right? I'm, I'm looking at his work and his, his, his attitude more than, now, now uh, granted, there's a time when we say, okay, listen, that's not good enough, but be careful. If a kid's working hard with a good attitude, don't squash that man. Encourage them and train them and instruct them. So your rules must be reasonable. Reasonable, okay? You have to do that. Any questions on reasonable rules? Any examples of unreasonable rules? Because you know what they are. Just don't, don't go there. It's just not, it's not wise. Have wisdom, okay? So rules must be reasonable. Number two, they must be definable, definable, okay? Um, give clear instructions, okay? And again, listen to me. This is what God does with us. When he talks to his people, he gives them clear instructions. You think about Abraham. He tells Abraham, okay, Abraham, go this hill. Take your son. This is what I want you to do. It was really clear. Give clear instructions. Be able to define that the parent and child clearly understand the requirements and the consequences, all right? They must be definable, must be definable. Um, I have some things down here about um, paying attention. Um, And and, and be careful, okay? because if you say something like this, hey, go clean your room, and that's all you say, What does that mean? Does that mean how you want the room cleaned or how you think they want the room cleaned? You've got to define that. If clean the room means make your bed and put your stuff away or dust or whatever, then define that, okay? So that they know. There's boundaries. It's clear. They understand what you're talking about. Because if you don't, you know this, you'll come up with anything because it's good enough for them. So have your rules be definable that that you understand. Dan? When defining your concepts, you do that like... Every time you do a task, or is it kind of like generally they know that the concept for disobedience is playing like- Yeah, I think it's general. I, I, don't, I don't think you take time every time to say, no, listen, if you don't do this. Because be I think it is. Yeah. I think it's bad because we're, we're focusing on the heart, right? And this is just one of those things that's like, if you don't, this is what's going to happen. We want to get them to the point where eventually it's because of their heart and they want to do the right thing, right? So I think it's a bad idea personally to, to every time. But I think when you want a task for them to do, I think the thing is to define and say, listen, this is what I want you to do. And, and make sure they understand that. Um, for all of our kids, every one of them went through this phase, and maybe you can relate to this. Um, as I got older, we would give them something to do, and they and they'd come back and say, Did you do that? And here's what they'd say I forgot. Ever hear of that one? I forgot. Okay. That's problematic, right? It's problematic. Um, and that's a great excuse for them to use. The problem is, and we said this to both all of our kids. Listen to me: when you hear my voice, when you hear your mother's voice, everything else stops in your life. It is the most important voice that you listen to. You cannot forget. You listen. And, and one of the ways to help in this is this: have your kids look you in the eyes. Look you in the eyes. Okay, you're telling them something. They're doing this. La 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 la. Right? That's that's ridiculous. How would you respond if someone was talking to you? And you're, you know, la, 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 la. Like, that's, that's not look me in the eyes. So you can gauge what's happening in their head. And you can see. You know, rarely do I, no, I've done it, it's bad. But I like to talk to people face-to-face. I, I don't do any email. I try not to. I do. I know. But it's better to see people face-to-face because you get to read on what's going on in their hearts and minds. It's really hard by email. It's even hard by the phone. You got to see people. Um, And so look at your kid and make them look you in the eyes, okay? Look at me when I'm, okay, here's what I want you to do. And sometimes we've had to take our kids and hold their face. Look at me, right? Because like, look at me, okay? Look at me. And then a good idea would be this. Have them repeat back to you what you just said. Do you understand what I want you to do? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, what is it? Uh. Okay, that's, then we're not making progress here, right? I want you to listen and comprehend what I'm saying, and I want you to repeat it back to me, okay? And again, here's what I'm saying to you. Some of these things, I get it. They take time. They take effort. You've got to stop. You've you got to continually do these things. But I'm telling you something. It is well worth it. We even joke with our kids now. I said to David that Dave's going to someone's house, I said, make sure you look him in the eyes. Make sure you say please and thank you. And he laughed because he's going to be 14 in about a week or so, all right? But, but make them do these things. Then you know, they understand what you said, it's very clear. And then here's what happens. If, if you've given them the rule and it's defined, right, the only time then they get punished is when they go outside of that. They make that decision then. You've told them. They've understood. They repeated it back to you. You told them what you expected. And now they have a decision. And the decision is, if I do this, it's great. If I don't do it, I'm in trouble because I know what the rules are. They're defined. Okay. Dan? a, little
2: story, guys, a couple weeks ago. Rules in my house is when they come home from school, they do homework. First thing they do. And it was a weekend, and the camera about to do it. But he knows that's my rules. So Sunday night, when I went to put bed, to bed, I came him, and he started crying. And I said, What's the matter? goes, I've got to come home. And I said, I'm sorry, son. You've got to go to school for your home. after you done. Like, it's. Right. That was the rules. And then he, he learned from that because now, like, you see, when he comes home, he does homework. Right. Go back to school, but forget right?
1: Exactly right. And we're going to get to that, to get to that today, too. That's the idea of consequences, right? Just natural consequences for things. And so it's good. And listen, and, and listen, understand this, too. You know your kids better than I do, and I know my kids better than you do. There are times when we forget things, right? It's going to happen. Don't, don't be so rigid. But if that is an ongoing thing, it's problematic, okay? There are times when we forget. If you, give them a, if you give them a list of 35 things to do, and they leave one or two out, okay, that's different. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about simple, basic things where you say, look at me, you understand, we got this going, now go ahead and do this, okay? So they have to be definable. Don't be vague in what you're telling people to do, okay? It doesn't work for anybody. Okay? Go clean up the yard. Okay, what does that mean? Do you want to put their toys away? What, I mean, what's going on there? Define it. Take the time. It's worth it. Then everyone's on the same page, okay? Uh, and it works best like that. Okay? Any other questions, comments? Good. All right. So be reasonable. Be definable. Have your rules be useful, useful. And what I mean by this is to demonstrate the blessings of obedience and the disasters, disastrous results of disobedience. Um, the, the, things that you, the rules in your house, they should have a purpose. They should be useful. We should be using the rules in our home to train our children biblically. And again, this falls back on us to know that we know the Bible and know how to apply the Bible and have wisdom in doing this. So the, the rules that we have, they have to be useful, useful. What's the purpose? And you should ask yourself, okay, we and I don't know, do you know what the rules in your own home are? H- have you ever sat down with your spouse, and get on the same page, and look at, these are our rules. Do your kids know? That should happen because if not, again, there's chaos. Then, then it's more arbitrary. And then it's like, okay, dad's mad, mom's upset, now we're in trouble. No, if there are rules, it helps everybody out. Make them useful. You should sit down and say, okay, why is this a rule in our house? And there ought to be some biblical reason. Really. Okay, you can't punch your brother in the face. Okay, it's a good rule, okay? It's a good rule. I, even with boys, it's a good rule, right? No, when they wrestle, it's different. But you just can't be mad and punch your brother in the face. It's a, and why? We're supposed to be kind, loving to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. All right? We're supposed to control ourselves. He that's angry deals foolishly. It's not just I'm making rules to make your life miserable. And some parents do that. You, you know, I, They want their kids to do something and they make it miserable. Don't make obedience miserable. It's not, it's never designed to be. The truth is, God wants us to obey because He knows the blessings of obedience. So so make sure that your rules are useful. And you ought to take some time and you you ought to reevaluate what you're doing and where you're at and say, okay, what's important in this house? What are our rules? And do our kids know what our rules are? And if you have 567 rules, you got too many, man. You got too many. You should have some, and, and everybody should know what they are. And, and you don't have to do what we do. We did the three things. No direct disobedience, um, no lying, and no hitting or punching. Those were the three rules in our home. You make your own, but you've got to know your kids. Make your rules, let them know it. And to this day, AJ was here. I asked him. He told you. At 22 years old, he knew what the rules were in the house. All right? So make sure that you do that. They have to be useful. Okay? Any questions? Sam? Yes, absolutely. We'll talk about that in a minute. It's a great question. It is not all the time. Sometimes you do because I told you to do, but there are times for motivation. And the Bible—we're going to talk about that now because the Bible uses that as well, right? The greatest motivation is love for all of us. But but you can't get away because the Bible talks about cause and effect and blessings and obedience, and so there is a reason. There is a, there's a time to do that. I would be careful. The only thing I, the only thing I'd say about that is when that becomes. All the time that if you do this, you get this, then you, you've taught the wrong lesson. But there are times when it's, it's appropriate to say, listen, you do a good job here. This is what we get. This is what we do. And it gives them something to strive for. And, and again, look, at your kids and my kids are like us. How, what, what, could you be in a job where there's never any motivation? You know, it's just like, do what I told you to do. That's it. No paycheck. No <laughs> No bonus, no vacation, no, maybe some of you are there, I'm sorry. All right, terrible, isn't that terrible? Well, don't do it to your kids' then. There ought to be times to motivate them like that. We all enjoy that, and it does, and it helps reinforce some things in our life as well, and in in their life as well. So there's time, we'll talk about that now because we're going to talk about cause and effect. It's well worth looking at these verses together. So let me give these out to you, if you'll take these. And this is going to sort of answer what Sam asked. Um, because there is a time for this. Let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, if someone will get there and find that. First Corinthians 9. Justin, thank you. Uh, Galatians 6, 7. About sowing and reaping. Someone want to grab that one? Galatians 6, 7. Going once, going twice before I pick Dan. thank Not Dan, the other Dan. Sorry, Dan. You'll get one soon here, though. All right. Um, Proverbs 13, 13 through 15. So I want that one. Eric, thank you. And then Travis, you just saved Dan. Um, Proverbs 15, 19. And this is the idea of of cause and effect Um, in our our rules. um, Again, I just said earlier that love is the greatest motivation, but the Bible does use cause and effect as a tool. And and what the Bible does, you're gonna see this in these verses and you'll see it, I hope, today in the sermon as well, um, that the Bible reminds us that there are results and consequences for our choices. And listen to me, this is one of the great teachers for our kids. And for too many of us, we we try to always have it so that our kid has a soft place to land and to keep them from all the consequences for their actions. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. I see parents now who are my age or older, and they're still doing this. They're trying to save their kids from every consequence that happens. and they want them to have a soft place to land and never have the effects of their actions, it's bad. You never learn the lessons, okay? And so there is something to be said about cause and effect, and we can't get away from it. It's, it's natural. And here's what the Bible says about it. Look at um, the first verse there 1 Corinthians 9 24 through 27. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run
0: that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain an corruptible crime, but we are incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so quite die,
1: not as one that beetheth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it unto subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Here's Paul, you he's saying, Look, here's, here's how I live my life. I live my life because I'm living for reward. I want a crown. I want God to reward me. And then he says, not only do you want something good, but then he says, I don't want to be a castaway. I don't want my testimony to mean nothing at the end of my life. And so Paul understands this, and he used the idea of rewards in his Christian life to keep him motivated to go, and the idea of a loss of reward to motivate him as well. Okay? So if Paul does this in the Christian life, we should, we should extend to our children. Okay? Uh, next verse, Galatians 6, 7, you know this one, I'm sure. Go
2: ahead in the Word. Communicate
1: Him that He teaches all good things. Galatians six seven. Is that right? I could have given you the wrong reference. I'm thinking about be not deceived. God is not mocked. Galatians. Did I give you the wrong one then? I could have. Galatians six seven. seven be not
2: deceived, God is not that's what I want. man that shall he also
1: Yeah, that's the one I want. Okay. So, don't be deceived. Whatever you sow, whatever you do, you're going to reap that. Okay? And that's, that's God's law. And God is not mocked because he keeps his promise there. Okay? Next one. Uh, Proverbs 13, 13 through 15.
0: Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that fears the commandment shall be rewarded. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to be from the snares of death. Good understanding gives favor, but the way of transgression.
1: Yeah, there, there's a contrast again. Good understanding, is favor. This is a fountain of life. The way of the transgressor is hard. There are choices and consequences. So when you do wrong, bad, it's bad. When you do right, there are rewards for that. And Proverbs goes over that. Proverbs fifteen nineteen. Travis. The way of the
2: man is a hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous man
0: is made thorns.
1: All right, and again, there's there's a comparison. Which do you want? You want a hedge of thorns? You want a good way to go. And so this idea of cause and effect, the two basic elements are reward and consequences. Rewards are parental praise and privileges. The child is rewarded for obedience. We do. And and, and at the very least, listen to me, at the very least, we should be looking to physically, verbally praise them for doing right. Again, I'm telling you how important this is. We need to catch our children doing right. You've got to catch them doing right. When that kid at two years old shares... Make a big deal. It's a great. I, I saw that. I'm encouraged by that. That was wonderful that you did that. Okay, catch them doing right. It's important. So we do do rewards by praising and privileges. If they meet a challenge, if there's an extra effort or some success in a difficult, difficult situation, and there are consequences, pain and or loss of privileges, early bedtimes, no snacks, no phone, no computer, right? And as the kids get older, right, the more that you take away, the better punishment that is. Okay, the physical self quits working after a while, probably after the age of five. It's really not that effective. Okay? There's different things that we motivate with, but there are consequences, right? And so that's the idea of cause and effect. Uh, cause and effect. Now, in order for this cause and effect to be, to be helpful and useful, it must be, number one under letter D, enforced. Enforced, okay? Don't undermine your own authority when you, when you say, this is the deal. And if you don't, this is what happens, and you don't do it. It's a bad idea. Too many of us get caught in this trap. Okay, I'm going to count to three. And by the time I count to three, if you don't do this, you're in real trouble. One, two, he's not moving, two and a half. Oh, they're stubborn. Two and three quarters, two and seven eighths, two and 15 sixteenths. Now I'm exasperated. Three. And then all breaks loose. Okay, can I tell you something? You just blew it, man. Because if they can listen on three, they could listen the first time. You're shaking your heads, right? Do you know that to be true? Do you know that you blow it when you say, I give you count to three? Well, you know it now. It's a bad idea. Okay. Yes, Audrey? Christian counts back. Right, because he knows, right? So here's a countdown. Yeah. Don't count to don't count to go Kill. Right, right. Let's, let's bring it on, baby. I know that I can I can do what I want until we get to three, until we got to the end of your rope. It's a bad idea. Michelle? Um, first of all, with dance,
0: the reward thing, mm-hmm. to clarify, but do um, you mean like, because I, I was always taught a different way, like, do you mean like when you want to do something to say like, if you go clean your room, you can have a candy after, or do you mean like, Ask them to clean the room, they clean the room, and then be like, oh, you did such a good job. I'm going to give you whatever.
1: I'm not. I would tend toward the second one before the first.
0: Okay, that's
1: what I was help Yeah, and, 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 I, and that's saying that there's not a time. Yeah, that's exactly right. It is bribing. But there is a time if there's something extra that you say, listen, man, this is a big deal. I want to do a really good job. And if we do a good job of this, we're going to go out to eat or we're going to do something else. I think that's different. Right. But simple <laughs> obedience is just be obedient right. because you are bribing them. And they're just doing it now because there's a reward involved there. Well, what happens when there's no reward? I, don't, I have no motivation then. Okay. So that's what I meant by the second one's always better. Good. Okay. What's the second one? My
0: second one, I know like questions are really annoying when they're like specific
1: to the kids. No, no, no. It's good. No, I'd rather have that because everybody deals with those okay. things.
0: Well, at dinner time. Like, what would you do if the kid refused to eat everything? Okay. And I'm not just saying, like, they eat a little bit and they, like, are. Right. Like, mm-hmm. they sit down and say, I won't eat. Okay. Would you, like, make them sit there and eat? Like, okay. Would you make them sit there until they're done? Or would you, like, just take it away and feed it to them for the next week?
1: It's, like, it's a great question. I wish Kim was here. <laughs> I wish Kim. Kim is in, The day she's in St. Louis, I get one of these great questions. Let me tell you so Let me tell you a couple, a couple things, real quick. The first is this. When, when, I, when we say things to like, this is what we did. Now listen, I'm not saying that we, because I'm not, I, plenty of mistakes. I'm not done raising my kids, all right? I'm, I'm just saying, these are some things that we did. If they're helpful for you, great. If not, that's great, okay? Don't want to set myself a well, the pastor says, okay? So just understand that. The second thing is, you've got to know your children. You, you have to know, and that's why it's so important that you're spending, you're engaging with them, okay? Now here's what we've done in the past, and you can agree or disagree, okay? Here's the truth you have to remember, you don't like everything that you eat, right? Um, I think kids should try stuff. I gotta tell you, AJ would never try. Any, he, I mean, the kid—the kid's palate is this big because all he likes is meat. They're not gonna try anything else, right? Because this is what he, hes in uh, meat. You want to try fish? No, it's you know, so, so, so. We understand that there are things that we don't like, and 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 we we try to have wisdom with this with our kids too, because one day. You, I wish my father was here because he'd tell you the story. Gregory has a very um, sensitive nose. Um, we had to leave a restaurant one time in Florida because he smelled old people. And he about to throw up because of the perfume of an older lady. He could smell it. And it was like, he's doing dry heaves. I'm running out of this restaurant. I just sit in the car for the rest of the time because this is his, his nose. And so there are things for Gregory. He was always throwing up. Like, he'd, he'd smell bubble gum in the car and throw up. This is, we, I, mean, I have story after story, of this kid's got problems. And, um, and so he was with my in-laws one time. They're eating dinner. And my mother-in-law said, Greg, you're going to eat this. And Greg said, I don't like it. It's making my stomach. He so said, you're not leaving until you eat it. So Greg ate it. And then he threw up all over the place. And my father-in-law said, I ain't cleaning it up, Joyce. You made him eat it. All right? So, I mean, so, so it's different. But here's what we've done, okay? Um, we have done this if cuz cuz you can get in a battle that lasts for hours in this thing and that's demoralizing what we've done is this hey here's your food we're going to eat together i'm not hungry okay that's fine we're going to wrap it up and later on for dinner if you're hungry then you can eat this so you would save it and like would i would save it, it i would save it i'd save it that's what we're doing right now. How, but you know now here the, don't yeah and here's the deal sometimes you can't gauge how well it's working in a couple days but if it's an ongoing thing that's consistent, after a while they think, you know what? This is gonna taste worse in four days. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I'm not saying let it rot and decay and there's you know, you're gonna eat this. fungus Now scrape it off and eat it. All right. Like if he doesn't eat it for breakfast the
0: next day, say that he still refused those greens. Mm-hmm. Like you send him to school with no breakfast, or do you end up mm-hmm. just
1: giving him and giving him something? I don't know. You know what I would do? This is me, this is my hardcore military. You're you're gonna be hungry, kid. You can be hungry and you can eat lunch when it's lunchtime and they are not going to die from that. I think you have to know your kids and I think you have to use wisdom. But I'll tell you this when there's a set pattern in our homes and it's always the same and consistent, and that's the key for whatever you do, if it's reasonable, right, it's not stupid, but if you do it over and over again, you send the message then that says, Listen, we love you. This is non negotiable. We're not changing here. So either get with the program or lose 20 pounds, right? And the kid's not going lose. But I mean, but so. Yeah, if he does, he's going to be gone, all right? So, but, but, but here's the deal. When kids are hungry, they're going to eat. Their stomach starts rumbling, they're going to eat. And so I think yes, you have used caution, Michelle. It's a great question, and it's a question that's it's appropriate for all of us. Nancy?
2: Um, Mason is our picky eater, mm-hmm. and when he sees broccoli, he can start throwing up right away. Mm-hmm. And for the last year, every time I have broccoli, he has to have at least one. I cut it up. And he puts it in his mouth, and he starts. Mm-hmm. And he keeps doing it over and over again. After one year, we finally
1: have him eating broccoli. Well. Hmm? How many throw-ups in there? How many throw-ups were in there? A couple? None?
2: Well,
1: Just gag, much. dry heaps. Okay.
2: Now, yeah. he, he got to the point where he figured out that gag. If I gag, I don't have to eat. Right. So he gags for
1: everything yeah. he does. Money. Right. See, are, your kids are smart, aren't they? <laughs> are they really smart? They're, they're so smart, man.
2: But um, wrapping <laughs> it up. Putting it in the fridge and giving it back to him didn't work for him. Uh-huh. So now he sits at the table by himself, <coughs> which is more punishment than yeah. wrapping it up. See. He hates that. And now a year later we have me eating broccoli. He's done when we're done and we all
1: clean up. And See. And that's wisdom. That that's knowing your kid, right? That's a good thing. See? So I mean I think you gotta know your children. What we have done for the other ones is or same thing, if there are three green beans, you're, you're, you're going to eat three green beans. And I don't care how they eat them. They put them in their mashed potatoes, they smash them or whatever, and they've done that too. That's a great, great example, Nancy. It's important. And that's, and that's when we get back to knowing your kids. you got to know what works for them. And listen, don't be discouraged. You're going to try some, you're going to experiment a little bit and think about that, but don't just chuck it. When you tried it once, it doesn't work. That, that, that's never the answer. There has to be the this at least to say, this is a battle that we're willing to have here because you need to eat, Okay. Eric? It is a battle of wills. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, a whole life's a battle of wills. It's having wisdom in these battles and drawing the right battles. Some battles don't need to be drawn. I mean, some battles are stupid. Y- you know what? Um, listen, um, our boys uh, with their haircuts, right? Um, we-, we had some guidelines, but the truth is there were times when AJ's hair was stupid. And it's like, you know what? You're here look stupid, and about 10 years from now, I'm going to show you this picture, and you're going to say, why didn't you? And we're going to say to you, we told you, right? Some battles aren't worth uh, every day, but you're right. You have to have wisdom, and it's knowing your kids and knowing what's important. Leslie? Well, just a funny
0: story to that. One of our kids, um, we did the same thing right
2: and then I think we served them the same thing the next day. <clears throat> and they did the gag thing until they spit it out or mm-hmm. threw it up. Mm-hmm. We made them clean it up and stuff, Yes. And then clean it up, come and sit back at the table and take it, <laughs> Exactly. Never had the problem ever
1: again. Right. And see, and, and that's what it comes down to saying okay, listen, and, and you, listen, you, you have to say, and, and because your kids are going to try, you, your kids are smart. Oh, they're smart, right? But when they know there are consequences for my actions that aren't going to be advantageous for them, they learn really quick. They really do. And so, listen, can I tell you something? Even these stories, raising kids is a blast, man. I mean, it can be maddening at times, honestly. But the truth is, if you do it right and you're consistent, you will have great stories to tell um, around your table, and you'll watch your kids with their kids do the same things. And you can just laugh and say, yeah, we know. We've, we've seen that happen, right? It, so, so don't be overwhelmed by it, but you're going to have to be consistent in those things. So um, the, the point was they must be enforced, Uh, They have to be enforced. Listen to me. This is really important. Um, Don't say anything you're not willing to do. Okay? If you're on the way to vacation in your car, and they're messing around, and you say, one more time, and we're turning around, okay? Now, listen, if you're willing to do that, God bless you. I'm not. I'm not willing to turn around and ruin my vacation because you. Don't say it. Just don't say it. If you say something, make sure that, and we've all done it, we all... But don't. One more time, I'm going to ground you for a month. Okay, hey, that's fine if you're going to do it. But if you know you're not going to do it, don't bother saying it. You lose your credibility. Go ahead, Michelle. Oh,
0: no, this is We were just um This summer, we were
1: listening to our neighbors, like, yell at their kids. And, um, <laughs> that's always great. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: And um, it was the dad being all the kids, and he's screaming at them, and he said, if you don't whatever it was you're doing, if you don't stop, he's like, I'm
1: canceling your entire birthday party that your mom has planned. <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing the like, <laughs> <Right>. My birthday <laughs> party? <laughs> right. right, right, I've canceled it. <laughs> and you know, isn't that ridiculous? But we, we, we have to, we say those things, right? <laughs> uh, you don't get the car, I'm gonna leave you. <laughs> really? I mean, you're in Detroit. You're gonna leave the kid? <laughs> Detroit? <laughs> Nancy. I have one story. Um, my
2: cousin I don't think they could ever do this here, but in Kansas, one of their friends had two boys and they were always fighting in the backseat of the car. So the dad said, if you guys don't stop fighting now, I will stop, and you guys are going to run behind the car. Mm -hmm.
1: Those Americans, they're good. Yeah, that's right. He stopped, and the boys got out, and they
2: started running, and he would drive slowly. Mm -hmm. And he did that
1: a couple times. No more fighting. Yeah, right. See, and again, it's wisdom and knowing what's legal and what you can get away with, all right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right? Man, you probably couldn't, but... But, but you have to, and you have to use your imagination. You, you have to be creative. You, you have to think. And listen, and, and the creativity is not to punish them and make it miserable. Your creativity is to say, I want, I want better for your life. And I'm willing to introduce some things that may be an inconvenience for us right now, but in the long run, it's going to be worth it, all right? So, so just be cautious. Um, in order for cause and effect to work, it must be enforced. Don't say anything you're not willing to do, okay? Um, it's not a good idea. Uh, let's see. It must be consistently enforced. Here's the key. I'm telling you, no matter what you take away from our time together over the last several weeks, um, you got to be consistent. This stuff in child rearing, it's a bad idea. It, it's a bad idea because there, there, it, there is no, okay, one minute you've got to sit there and I'm serious. The next minute the kid's playing, it doesn't matter. You're sending mixed messages to that kid. And what you're doing, I, I'm convinced of this. I, I, I do think that you could be a terrible parent. And be really stupid. And raise decent kids. I think God is bigger than all of this. And I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on doing it all the right way. and My kids be perfect or just blowing it. Okay. And I've seen it happen. I've seen people. I thought, that kid's a brat at three years old. And I'm thinking of a young lady right now that's not three anymore. And she's 16. And she's one of the sweetest, godliest girls I know. God did work there. Um, but. I think she could have been sweeter and godly, or more godly early on in life. And I think what happens, if you're not consistently doing this, you're giving your kids a disadvantage. Because God's going to work. But how much better would it have been if you were consistent and you really tried to train and instruct them in the way that they should go so that when they're 20 and 30 now, they don't have to worry about this? And they're not dealing with a spouse because they, they've never been taught how to be, use self-control or guard their words or not hit somebody or something when they're mad? I mean, You've got to see the big picture here. And consistency is the key. If you're not going to be consistent, you're going to cause yourself grief and, and chaos. And, and you're going to, the, the process for your kid maturing into Christ-likeness and knowing the Lord, I, I think just delayed. I really do. And so if I can say one thing to you, honestly, no matter what you do, be consistent with it. Be, at least then the kid knows what the parameters are. Okay? We do that in, in society. You know how fast you can go on the 401 legally. Okay? You know you go over 117, you're going to get pulled over. I'm not telling you to 117, but I, I found that, that somewhere around there it's not What do you think, Dan? 123. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I know, okay. We're not going to debate this, all right? The law is 100, and we know if you're don't you're going 100, you're okay no matter what, right? So on oh, 23, I don't know man. I, it makes me nervous. You can't be. You're still 17 over, so that's okay if Alright, All right. yeah, okay, whatever. Okay. well... breaking the law. That's right, that's true. I'm not going to debate that. Have you gotten ticketed for over 120? Um, oh, I've never been ticketed for... 123. 123 or less. Okay, alright. But this is not... Can we... would we'll Okay, let's not put this in the parenting thing. Um, so consistency is a key. you got to be consistent. You just have to be. And, and I'm telling you something. If you're consistent, your rules are reasonable and definable, you'll be okay. Gear toward the heart. Be consistent. Um, and enforce what you say. And, and listen to me. If you've not been doing this, don't say, Oh, ah, it's too late for me. Don't do that. Don't be stupid. A Christian life's not like that. When we're confronted with the Word of God and we're not doing it, we just say, oh, I've never done it that way before. I can't do it now. No, just change. Start doing it now. Yeah, it may be more difficult when they're 14 or 15. It's not impossible. And the truth is, if I were you, and, and you, you got a kid who's 15 or 13 or 12, and you've done none of this, and, and you're listening and thinking, oh, God, I'm responsible for this family. I'm responsible for this home. we got to change. I would say, God, forgive me. And then I'd sit down with my family and say, look, kid, we've been doing things the wrong way, man. I, I've been doing this the wrong way. I've been saying this and doing this. It's been not fair to you. It's not been godly. But we're going to change. And by God's grace, we're going to change. And here's what we're going to do. And we're going to do this the right way now. I'm telling you, that speaks volumes for your kids. It really does. Or if you've slacked off lately and said, you know, we've slacked off. This used to be more important to us. And it's going to be that way again. And we love you kids too much. Don't make it like you're some stupid dictator. That doesn't work for anybody. It doesn't. I mean, so you can scare your kid. I'm going to tell you something. Someday they're going to be big enough. They're not going to be afraid of how you scream and yell at all. Okay, In love and instruction and nurture. Um, you can make a difference. Okay, so be consistent. Um, the other points are um, be based on age and maturity. That's just, again, wisdom, knowing your kids, um, knowing what they need. And, again, this idea of, of, of age and maturity, I'm telling you something. The earlier you establish your authority in their life, and I'm talking two, three, under five, the better off you are for the rest of your life. I'm just telling you, take the time to establish your authority. Mom and dad are in charge. I don't have to have a debate, a philosophical discussion, or an argument with you. We're in charge, period. And you just do what I say. And we've been talking about this, about you know the gospel and stuff like that. But I, I think as you look at scripture, we talked about this the other day when we were out about, about the commands where Joshua says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. It right? Didn't matter what his kids thought, they're just gonna do it no matter what. All right. We've got to bring them up in the nurture and admonition, but there ought to be this idea of, of authority early on in life. And then finally, it should be based on the nature of the offense, this cause and effect. Listen, if a kid spills milk because you told him to quit messing around 15 times, then he's in trouble. If a kid spills milk because he accidentally hit it, he, he spilled milk. You spill stuff. If you don't, when you get fifty you get 60, you'll start spilling it again. Okay? No one I, I checked. There's no way. I'm 45. I'm the, I'm almost the oldest. Nick, how old are you? Oh, no, sorry. Um, you look young, brother. You look young. Um, when you get 60 and 70, you start spilling stuff, all right? Make sure it's, it's the offense, right? Don't go, my dad, man, if I spilled milk for an accident, he'd take my head off. It's a glass of milk. I know. I know. If messing around, I told you stop. It's different. So, so understand those things. Any questions, comments on... John.
2: On, on the food subject, with like gagging and stuff like that, we we're taking Christian to analogist because we kept choking our gagging on food. Mm-hmm. And uh Martina's doctor in London and she's
0: like, Okay, it's so like small checkboxes and turns out oh, it was meat and potatoes, it's choking on our gaginot. Uh huh. She's like, Well yeah, that's a medical cond that's a issue. Like meat and potatoes for some reason for some people are allured to by combination.
1: Uh huh. I don't know that so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Meat and potatoes. Yeah. Hmm. Well, if you put them together, they can choke on up, but if you separate them. Okay, you can still separate them, just don't put them together. It's okay now. He loves me. He always loved
2: me. Yeah, like he's never been able to eat potatoes since the day he's been born. Any more Anymore, french fries, roast, Oh, mac. Potato, potato chips? No, oh, oh that poor child. Yeah, chip. Chips is okay. Oh, good right. anything like that, you would have <clears throat> <coughs> Right. These potatoes very strange. Well, and this is
1: again—it's having wisdom, knowing your children, and watching them, and being engaged enough in their lives to know what's going on in their lives. Good. All right. Any other medical conditions that I'm unaware of? I need to know. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Thanks for being here.